This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 736 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning Show, episode 573. The Hit'em crew gets together with Michelle Anderson and Amy Gill for an interesting talk about nutrition for senior horses. But first, a word from today's sponsor. Hi, Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with the Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. Hi there, Glenn. This week, I am focusing on the Shires Equestrian Spur Suede Spur. This idea, I, I thought it was so unique. I met the, uh, the owner of this company um, at a, an expo in Virginia, and she said, come over here. And she pushed this thing against my arm, and she said, feel the difference. And it was it was it was so dynamic that I got one right away, and my horse loves it. Um, what it is is the um, the part that goes against the horse is like a quarter size, thick round um, area. So instead of poking, 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 you're actually pushing, pushing, pushing. And I think it really does a good job, especially with young horses, because it gets the idea across. You push away from the leg. And also, it's great for beginners, because beginners don't have to worry about poking their horse all the time. Um, It's just a great product, and my trainer really, really liked it. And not only does it come in English, but it also comes in Western. And we have both of those on our site at W www.equestriancollections.com. We've been following these since they came out, and my wife doesn't use anything else. All she uses is the Spursuader, so uh, highly recommend it from from our side as well. And that's uh, you can just search for Spursuader uh, or a Shire's Equestrian Spursuader at equestriancollections.com. Dr. Gill, starting out. How is a senior horse different than a young horse or an adult horse to feed? Well, the, the, there's a couple major issues, and the two probably most prominent ones are dentition, the, you know, the, the quality of, of the teeth that are left, because the horse uh, constantly erupts their teeth throughout their life until there's very little left. So the older the horse lives, the, the you know, lower and lower the teeth get into the point where eventually there's, there's nothing or not very much left. So it compromises the initial stages of digestion. So even if you're feeding a horse really good quality hay and, and a concentrator supplements, it may not get fully digested because it's not getting broken down correctly from the very beginning stage of digestion, which is um, chewing the food. Yeah. So a lot of people are concerned about horses, old horses quitting or hay or feed right. coming out of their mouth and just not being able to swallow it. But you're talking about the actual mastication of the feed to start. Yeah, the and, then, and that's process. what leads to quitting and that sort of thing. So the key, and then the second problem, of course, is that their their digestive tract is a little bit worn out too. So it's not even even when the good quality nutrients are broken down and they're available, they may not absorb them correctly, or as in 
much, uh, very much quantity like they used to as a younger horse. So you have to find the appropriate type of feed um, so that makes it makes the availability of the nutrients a little bit better and then um, also, you know, continue to monitor the horse's health to make sure that you're, you don't have any type of um, other illnesses or organ problems going on that would further complicate, you know, the ability to digest and absorb nutrients. Mm-hmm. And we had, we put this up on Facebook that we were going to be talking about this topic, and we got several questions in from Facebook mm-hmm. fans. And along that line, Glenn um, on Facebook, not mm-hmm. our Glenn, but a different Glenn. <laughs> right. And, and also um, Bridie asked about uh, diarrhea caused or a diarrhea in their old horses. Their old horses don't have great teeth, and now they're having diarrhea. Does that have to do with that aging digestive tract? Yeah, it, it probably has more to do with disruption to the to the hind gut and uh, the um, imbalance in the microbial population there. And the best thing to do for an older horse that has chronic diarrhea, of course, I always recommend everybody you know check with your vet and have some blood work done to make sure that there's not some specific health reason why the horse has diarrhea. But if you rule everything else out, and it really just seems like maybe there's just some hindgut dysfunction, you know, a really good equine-sourced probiotic is the best thing to do on a daily basis. That'll help the horse to reestablish the normal populations that should be there if, if he or she is not able to do that anymore. Okay. So what nutrients are essential for, for the old horse? Well, you know, it's just like... Everybody, we all have a certain requirement for every single nutrient that you need in order to make all the new things that your that your body has to make, whether it be muscle tissue, you know, new hair, hoof, whatever. Um, so it, it, there's not really one that's more important than others. But some of the ones that we have to concentrate on a little bit more for the older horse would be very high-quality protein. You can't just feed any kind of protein. You need to have a protein that provides amino acids that complement what the horse needs and generally that we do that with with soybean meal in most cases um, but because they have a tendency to burn muscle tissue if they're losing weight um, they, you know, just like older people they'll lose muscle tone so you want to make sure that your amino acid profile is, is good for an older horse and then there's some minerals uh, like phosphorus for example that's generally absorbed out of the large intestine and again large intestinal function can decrease in an older horse so we have to make sure that we have very not not just the right amount of phosphorus but the, a good quality phosphorus that's highly absorbable and you know again vitamin C is another one that we look at normally you don't supplement a, a young healthy horse with vitamin C they can make that themselves from glucose in the liver but an older horse that may have a little bit um, lower liver function probably will benefit from having some vitamin C in their diet. And again, that's, you know, again, really basically looking at the organs and the systems in the horse just not functioning up to 100% anymore. Now, the next question I had on my list was what are the biggest concerns people should have when it comes to the old horse and nutrition, Um, but on Facebook everyone's responses kind of sums it up. Their horses are either too thin too fat. <laughs> I was just going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> you either go one way or the other, and and it's mm. it, you know it's the same in people. You know you either end up too skinny or too chubby, um, and that is the, the key thing. And for the horses that are are thin, um, obviously, again, looking at the type of feed that you're using, make sure it's something that's very easy for the horse to chew. And again, processed feeds here may be may be the way to go. 
a pelleted product is already ground up. The horse really, all it has to do is just be able to swallow it, and you can facilitate that by adding water to it. And there's many old horses that live off just kind of a mushy mash made out of, of balanced pellets that are high in fiber. And again, the, the key there is you have to have enough fiber so that the horse doesn't even have to actually eat any kind of, kind of long stem hay. Uh, the fat horses, you know, the biggest problem is we all have a very sedentary lifestyle and our horses do too now um, and so there the key is to make sure that you're not feeding very high calorie feeds at all um, and, and watching pasture especially you know in, in the regions where there's very good pasture like Kentucky uh, sometimes the pasture is almost too good for for some of these old guys that have gained too much weight so you've got to be able to either set them up with a muzzle a grazing muzzle or a dry lot or really try to increase the exercise and then look for feedstuffs that are designed for overweight horses. Mm -hmm. So I was just reading through our AAUP coverage that will be coming out here pretty soon. And right. I saw a great quote from one of the presentations that our horses have turned into apartment dwellers. <laughs> they have. And, and I always <laughs> remind people, I mean, it's really sad. But if you look at some of they they did a study not too long ago of the BLM horses, and they put pedometers on them. And the stallions walked somewhere around 45 to 60 miles a day and the mares and foals were close to that uh, that's not even near what any of our horses do and and there's regions in the country where horses live in you know a 12 by 12 or 12 by 24 run out and that's it um, so we they have not evolved past needing you know 40 to 50 miles a day of exercise browsing and grazing on low quality feedstuffs to obtain their nutrient requirements so we've changed all that and in a lot of cases, what we're feeding is, is, you know, just we have to, in some cases, feed certain things in order to maintain good quality health. But in a lot of cases, the caloric density of these foods is, is just too much. So that's why I'm saying, you know, try to, there's a lot of research going on of trying to find feeds that are suitable for these horses that are overweight. And, you know, of course, then the other problem is you end up with insulin resistance, which is a big issue in horses as well. Yeah. So uh, another you know, issue with these overweight horses is Cushing's, and I think it's one uh, one out of three horses when they're old will yeah. end up with, with Cushing's. Yeah. So um, what recommendations do you have for people who are dealing with insulin resistance or Cushingoid horses? Well, and again, I think the Cushing's is, is more of an age-related thing, but it may be that the horse has been uh, fed a very high-quality high starch and sugar feeds all along so don't wait until your horse is old to start worrying about feeding lower starch products probably ought to start thinking about it as soon as you get the horse or if you breed the horse you ought to have uh, you know a, a good plan in, in, in place at conception almost I mean the mare should be maintained on low, lower starch and sugar feeds that's probably the biggest thing um, you can do to for the long-term health of the horse and avoiding insulin resistance is, is starting before any type of clinical symptoms are, are showing. Um, the, as far as Cushing's is concerned, you know, there's a clear difference between Cushing's and insulin resistance. If it's a true Cushing's horse where there's a problem with the pituitary gland and you have elevated cortisol levels and it's been diagnosed by a veterinarian, <clears throat> there are medical treatments that need to be done to that horse. Um, if it's truly just IR and there's no involvement with the pituitary gland, then it can be managed through dietary means. But there's a clear difference between Cushing's and just insulin resistance or metabolic disease. And you have to work with a veterinarian to determine if the horse needs to be medicated. 
Okay. And we have a question from Rebecca Hupfeld that came in on Facebook. And this happens a lot to, to people okay. who move their horses around. Um, so she has a 20-year-old horse that was on senior feed. She moved barns, and now her new stable feeds a completely different feed. Is her horse okay? Is it okay for senior horses to be on feeds that aren't packaged for senior horses? Yeah. I mean, it's just. If the individual, if it's a horse that has really great teeth still at age 20 and no medical issues and its body condition is good and there's really no specific problems with the horse, then you don't have to feed it a senior feed. The senior feeds are really designed for horses that are starting to have problems with chewing and nutrient absorption. So... Um, or you know, or insulin resistance, that type of thing. If it's if it's a relatively healthy twenty-year-old that doesn't have very very many issues at all, really, you know, as long as it's doing well on the new feed, I I, I would say that that's fine. Okay, and I want to go back to those old horses that yeah. are struggling to keep weight on, especially during the winter. Uh, I think you guys have a bunch of ice in in Lexington this morning. Oh um, yeah, from what Not I've like heard. Yeah, and we're we're we've been awfully cold where I am in Oregon also, how or what is the best way to keep weight on your skinny old horse during the well, winter? Well, the best way to do that is to go into winter in good, good condition. It's very difficult to get condition during the winter. So make sure that before the cold weather hits or the nasty weather hits or whatever that your horse is, you know, cranked up weight-wise as, as good as possible. And then not having to deal with elements is probably the number one best way to keep an older horse from losing weight. Don't subject it to, you know, standing outside in, in, in icy weather. Uh, it should always have hay in front of it at all times, 24-7. And um, just, you know, kind of pamper, pamper that horse a little bit if it has a tendency to lose some weight in the winter. And the, the best thing you can do is, is to avoid shivering and cold. That's going to burn the weight off faster than anything else. So blanket, bring the horse in when the weather's bad, and make sure there's hay in front of it at all times, and then pick an appropriate concentrate that's high in calories, preferably not through starch, but through soluble fiber, things like beet pulp and rice bran and alfalfa meal, and, and fat. Horses tolerate quite a bit of fat in their diet. It's very dense in calories, and it works really well for, for maintaining weight in horses that tend to, to lose condition easily. Do you have a preferred fat source? That, that you um, recommend? Yeah, one of the newest uh, products that I've been kind of checking out comes from Palm Fat. It's actually a, a fat that's solid at room temperature. It doesn't have any omega in it. It's just a straight fat source. So there's no omega-6, which is a, a problem. We have too much of that in our horse diets and, and not enough omega-3s. But this is completely different. It's, it's actually solid at room temperature. You generally see it in a prilled form, so it looks more like sugar. Um, and it can be added to the horse's diet at a pretty high rate. You can feed up to half a pound or so a day without any kind of disruption to the hindgut. And it's used preferentially as an energy source. So it'll spare keeping a horse uh, from uh, burning muscle tissue and, uh, and, and even stored fat. It's actually used preferentially over even stored fat. And the interesting about this type of fat is it has to be used as energy. It's generally not stored at all in the body as adipose. So it's a, it's a very interesting product that's come along, actually originated um, in the dairy industry for very high-end producing cows that tend to, to lose muscle condition as well. Okay. And then with these old horses, oftentimes they'll go from being leader of the pack to bottom 
wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So what can we do about those old horses that are being run off their feed by the young whippersnappers? Well, nobody's going to want to hear this, but the only way to, to do that is to feed that horse separately. It either needs to go in a little pen by itself when it eats uh, or be brought into a stall. There's nothing you can do about the rearrangement of the pecking order once that occurs. And, and they will never get what they're supposed to eat if they're getting run off. So the only option to do it correctly is to make sure that horse is not bothered by anybody else during its entire feeding session. I have a lot of brothers. I had three brothers growing up, and we had the same problem. I should have yeah. been separated. I would have gotten more food. <laughs> it transcends all species, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, our poor old horses. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's yeah. a lot of work to do it right. You know, I always say that you know nothing in life is is worthwhile is easy and it, you know for old guys that are you know not getting what they're supposed to anymore because somebody else is grabbing it you just have to figure out a way to keep everybody else away okay well thank you dr gill for answering our questions oh you're um, very welcome <laughs> there's lots of nutrition questions out there we i know i'm glad that's good it's been a, it's been a long time coming but people are really starting to recognize there's a lot more we can do through nutrition and for anyone who's interested in optimizing the health of the geriatric horse, that webcast that Dr. McFarland did in December is archived on thehorse.com. You can go under video and then webcast, the most recent one. It's really, really good. And I, I say that about all of our stuff. But this one, <laughs> um, <laughs> this one was just really exceptional. I know that um, I learned a lot going through the process of creating uh, the, the webcast with with Dr. McFarland, so it's great information. Well, there you go. To listen to more of the horse.com's health tips, you can go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. If you love listening to the Horses in the Morning gang, putting in their two cents on horse health topics and everything else horse, tune in to horsesinthemorning.com every day for your fix of up-to-the-minute horse health information, great interviews, and headlines. You can go to thehorse.com, where you'll find the motherload of horse health information, covering pretty much every topic imaginable. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily, because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by equestriancollections.com. Just like Horse Tip Daily brings the whole world of equine knowledge to you, equestriancollections.com brings the whole world of equine online shopping to you. Check them out today, equestriancollections.com. And while you're there, tell them Coach Jen sent you. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.